0: Okay, it's eight o'clock. We'll start. <coughs> this week we read Parsha Bahaloscha, and the Haftoida of Parsha Bahaloscha, which is one of the few Haftoidas that we read twice a year. We read it Parsha Bahaloscha. We read it Shabbos Hanukkah as well. The reason we read it is because it's about a Menorah. It's about a Menorah in a vision that Zechariah saw. Zechariah was one of the one of the and one of the Tre'asar. However, today, there is a section of the Haftorah that's about the Menorah. And there's a section of the Haftorah that's about the building of the second base Hamikdash, which I would like to focus tonight on the building of the second base Hamikdash and the two leaders of the building of the second base Hamikdash, which were Zerubovel and Yehoshua Koyengadol. This week's Haftorah is from the Novi Zechariah. The Novi Zechariah is one of the Treyosar, the 12 minor prophets, or for those who are familiar with the order of Tanakh, you have Yehoshua. There's three, four Nevi'im, Rishonim, Yehoshua, Sheftim, Shmuel, Melochim, and then four of the Nevi'im, achrainim <speaking in> Yeshayahu, Yirmiyahu, Yecheskel, <Hebrew> and Treyosar. Treyasar is 12 small Svarim, one of them being Zechariah. Zechariah was one of the last three Neviim he was one of the Neviim in the beginning of the time of the second base Hamikdash and Zechariah has an amazing nevuah, which we read this week about the leaders of Bnei Yisrael at the building of the second base Hamikdash Yehoshua and uh, Zerubbabel the beginning is about Gadol, and the end of the Haftoid is about Zerubbabel okay so we're going to start from Zechariah perak aleph, which is not the beginning of the half it's a few psukim in, but this is the part on the building of the base Mikdash. Hashem showed Zechariah in a vision Yeshua the Kohen Hashem. He was standing in front of a Malach. The Satan was speaking against Yeshua Kohen Godel. So there was a day, the way Rashi learns and the way the Gemara learns, there was a judgment of Yeshua Kohen Gadol. Does he deserve to lead the building of the Beis Hamikdash? On one hand, Yeshua Kohen Gadol in his personal life is a tzaddik gomur. As we will soon quote from a Talmud Yerushalmi, there were, um, actually, I'm going to go to it now, in fact, the extent that Yeshua Kohen Gadol was a tzaddik Gomor in his personal life. Uh, we're going to have soon that Yeshua is called ud In this week's haftarah, Yeshua is called ud a log saved from the fire. And we'll have a few stories tonight about him being in the fire. But I want to start with a Talmud Yerushalmi from Sechta Tainis Daf where he says brings that there were eighty thousand. There's two versions, either eighty or eighty thousand young during the burning of the first base on there were either 80 or 80,000 who ran into the little time of the base. And they refused to leave the burning base. And all of them got burned. The only survivor, the one who the whole Tisha B'av, during the, build, the burning of the base was in the base. Hamikdash, and he refused to leave. There were a whole lot of kainim, eighty or eighty thousand, that refused to leave, but all the others got burned, and Yeshua Kain Godel was the only survivor. Shanamar, as it says in this Tavteira, Ze Ud isn't this a log saved from the fire? So Yeshua Kain Godel came through a fire alive. And we're soon going to read three different stories. It seems to me on multiple occasions, Yeshua as a tzaddik survived a fire. Yet the satan was speaking bad about him. The satan says that he doesn't deserve to build the Beis HaMiktosh. What is the issue? Rashi says, to speak bad about him. Yeshua had four sons. And unfortunately, all four of his sons married non-Jewish women. These were non-Jewish women from the Shemroinim, from the Samaritans, which were a group of Goyim who converted. And they converted because of lions, but they were not considered Jewish. Their Aguirre was not proper for whatever reason. And and when the Yidin came to Eretz Yisrael for the building of the second base Hamikdosh. There were a number of Yidin who married in with these Shemreinim, including the four sons of Yahshua Gado Yeshua and Zerubbabel, who were the leaders of the Aliyah of the beginning of the second Baisa Mikdash. at the first Aliyah, just to mention, which we mentioned before. In the Purim story was after the first Aliyah, that's why the beginning of Rashi in the Megillah is that it's the end of the 70 years of Golis Bovel. So this was after the first Aliyah Teres Yisrael when 42,360 Yidin went Teres Yisrael led by Zerub and Yeshua Koyengodo. But the question is, will Yeshua Koyengodo be able to succeed in a building of a base HaMikdash? And the Satan says, no, look at his kids, his four sons marry chickses. Lahastinai to say bad about him. His sons married non-Jewish women. When they arrived in Eretz Yisrael, they found Ezra finds that many of the Yidin were married with uh, non-Jewish women. And actually, I just was learning Gemara today, and I learned that um, he quotes a passage from Ezra that it was the elite that married, the non, some among the elite. And that with the elite that married non-Jewish women were the four sons of Yeshua were the sons of Yeshua Ben That is how Rashi teaches. The Avnezra says, there is the enemies in Israel. Yisrael, and the enemies of Yehuda. They were, there were a whole lot of enemies when the Jews started building the Beis Hamikdash. There were a whole group of Goyim and Eretz Yisrael who went and tattled against these Yidin against Rubaval and Yeshua Kay and to the Persians. Um, and there was a major issue actually. The king at that time, who was King Kairash, requested that the Jews send a delegate pro Beis Hamikdash and the Goyim sent the delegate anti base HaMikdash and we would decide. And who were the two delegates who came to represent pro and anti base HaMikdash was Mordechai pro base HaMikdash and Esther anti base HaMikdash. Homan. Sorry, Mar, my mistake, Mordechai pro base HaMikdash and Homan anti base HaMikdash, I apologize. And actually that was the first incident of Mordechai versus Homan. So. The Evin brings that the satan are the enemies, like Sanballat and the Zare Yehuda. Vesham of There it says Sitna Li Yeshua. They were against Yeshua. They didn't want the Beis to be built. Yeshua They were against Yeshua being a Kain They weren't just against Yeshua. They were against anybody being Kain so this is not a contradiction that Rashi and, and, and Evan Ezra Rashi says that there's a Mala, the Satan is against Yeshua because his sons married non-Jewish women. The Evan Ezra says that there's a Goy Sanballat who's leading the anti-Beyes uh, and both are true. Why is the Goy able to succeed anti-Beyes Because the Satan is anti-Beyes because the Satan has Tainas against Yeshua. And here in the Aftorah we have the pro and against Yeshua Kaingalu, and in Pesach Bayis we read, Vayoyimer Hashem el Hasatan. In Pesach Bayis we read, Vayoyimer Hashem el Hasatan. <coughs> Hashem says to the Satan, Yigar Hashem becha, Hasatan, Hashem should scold you, Satan. <coughs> Yigar Hashem becha, Hashem should scold you, Haboicher biYerushalayim, Hashem has chosen Yerushalayim. What a chutzpah of you to speak against Jews building a base Amikdash, Jews building Yerushalayim. And what a chutzpah for you to speak against Yeshua HaKoyengadol. Yeshua HaKoyengadol is a tzaddik. Haloi Zeh Ud Yeshua is a log saved from the fire. So how can you speak against such a tzaddik, who is such a great tzaddik when a person's in a fire to be saved, he must be a tzaddik gomer. So the Satan argues, Yeshua whatever tzaddik he is, look at his four sons. What's he done to stop them? And, um, and the pro Yeshua, Hashem says, but he's a tzaddik gomor. So if you look in Rashi, Yigar Hashem Becha HaSatan, Hashem, Rashi says, Yigar Hashem becho. Hashem will scold you ato Hashatan. He says again, Yigar Hashem becho. Habayicher BiYerushalayim. Hashem has chosen Yerushalayim. How dare you speak against Yerushalayim? How dare you speak against the great Sadiq like Yeshua He is worthy. He deserves to be How do you know he deserves to be He was saved from the fire. Now, I mentioned so far, saved from the fire, the Talmud, Yerushalmi and Ashi brings is actually three different stories of saved from the fire. Rashi brings that he, was that he was thrown into the fire together with Achav ben Kilaya and his friend Sitzkiyah ben Masaya to a fire, which is another incident of Yeshua, as opposed to the Talmud Yerushalmi, that had, which we mentioned already. That Rabbi Yechanan says that there were eighty or eighty thousand Kayanim who refused to leave the burning base hamikdash, and they all got burned, and Yeshua was the only survivor of the burning base Hamikdash. We continue the debate pro and against Yeshua taking place in heaven. Yeshua was wearing dirty garments. If people know Tanya, it says that garments refer to the thought, speech, and action. He's standing before the Malach who is prosecuting. What is this dirty garments? Rashi says, like the Targum says, He had sons who had married women who were in kosher for kahuna. The truth is, if it wasn't an issue of kayanim, there would have been an option of gear. But for a kayan, a gear, and these women were ready to be Magyar. But for Yeshua, his son's gear is not an option because a kayan is not allowed to marry a gear. Now, what is the issue here? Is the issue his sons? Or is the issue him? It's him. What do you want to so say? His sons did something wrong. So Rashi says, Yeshua is being punished because he didn't stop his sons. Now Yeshua HaKoyengadol believe that he has no influence on his sons. I know that I learned from Dr. Ray Lewis, who told me that uh, you can't control your spouse, you can't control your children, you can't control your students. The only person you can control is yourself. So Yeshua Koyen feels that he has no um, influence over his children. And um, yet, so the issue is, is Yeshua Koyen guilty or not over his children's shiduchin? He says to those who are standing before him, remove the dirty garments. You want to be kayyengodol, you want to build the base HaMikdash, you got these dirty garments, you got to remove them. What does it mean remove the dirty garments? Rashi says, Yeshua kayyengodol has to convince all four of his sons to get divorced from their non-Jewish wives. And when he will do that, Hashem will forgive him. So again, <coughs> the Malach says, remove these dirty garments. And he says, Rei I have removed your sin, <coughs> and put them on clean clothing. Machalot says, <laughs> and translate, put on nice clothing. And Ashi says, a change of clothing, meaning merits. Because we compare the sin to dirty garments, we compare the merit to clean garments. And the clean garment will be Yeshua using his influence to convince his sons to get divorced. And now, the Malach warns Yeshua. And he says, Yeshua, Yeshua, you're the nominated as the, and just to mention, he wasn't a because when they arrived in Yerushalayim, even though they started building the Beis Hamikdash and they were stopped, but they had a Mizbeach and they were making Karbonis. And for 18 years, they had a Mizbeach making Karbonis without a Beis Hamikdash. And Yeshua wants to build the Beis Hamikdash. And the Satan says, no, you cannot build the base Hamikdash until you convince your four sons to get divorced from their non-Jewish women. Hashem Lamer, The Malach warns Yehoshua and he gives him the future. Hashem This is what Hashem says. if you will go in my ways, and you will guard my guarding. This is all from Daftida you will judge my household. You're the and you will guard my courtyard. I will give you Mahalchim amongst the oimdim. In Hasidus it says that oimdim is a person who more or less is at a certain level, and Mahalchim is a person who is constantly improving. And according to Rashi, the Mahalchim will be his sons. If you influence your sons, you will see that your sons will make amazing progress. And Rashi says, The Malach is telling Yeshua, you should know. If you influence your children, your children will be Zaycheh. They will become amazing balay and you'll have tremendous nachas from them. And again, the issue is, can Yeshua HaKoyin Godal influence his children? And he goes on in Pasek Ches, no listen Yeshua HaKoyin Godal, You got these friends next to you. Rashi says, who are these friends? <laughs> Hashem has made amazing miracles for Hanania Mishal Azariah. They refused to bow to the idol and they were thrown into a furnace and they came out alive. So Yeshua came out alive from a fire. Hanania Mishal Vazaria came out alive from a fire. So listen, influence your sons, and the natural consequence will be I will bring my servant Semach, and we're going to see soon. Two shot as to what Semach refers to. Rashi says, These are the three friends of Donil who refused to bow to the idol and they went into the furnace for it. And Rashi says, They are miraculous men. They're they are kosher people. These rally, use them work with them because they are tzaddikim, they deserve miracles, they had a miracle, you had a miracle, so together with you will achieve. And then Hashem tells him further to Yeshua avdi semach. I am going to bring my servant Semach, who is Semach? Semach is the partner of Yeshua HaKoyin there were two leaders of the Jews in the beginning of the time of the second Beis Hamikdash, which are Zrubovel and Yehoshua Gadol, the two heroes of this week's Haftarah. So I'm going to bring my servant, Tzemach. Tzemach, according to Rashi, is refers to Zrubovel, the partner of Yehoshua Kayengodel. Right now, Zrubovel is a relatively little guy even though Zerubbabel already had some power. He was given treasures of the Beis HaMikdash by King Kodesh. But relatively, Zerubbabel is a little guy because all these Goyim and Yerushalayim led by Sanballat and Homan, and they made a, a, a Sitna, and the Beis HaMikdash was stopped. But he says, Ani this Zerubbabel, your friend Rubavel, Tzemach, he is going to be, we'll soon see Radak Weig's Rubavel, is called Semach and why Mashiach is called Semach, I am going to bring him greatness. He will find favor in the eyes of the king because initially Zerubbabel and Yeshua Gadol started building the Beis HaMikdosh by instruction of King Kodesh and then it was stopped and for 18 years there was a halt to the building of the Beis HaMikdosh and the whole time of Achashverosh, he wouldn't let the Beis HaMikdosh be built as people are familiar in the Megillah where tells Esther, Ad you can ask anything till half the kingdom." Rashi says, "I'll do anything you want except for the Beis Hamikdash, which is right in the middle of my kingdom." Achashverosh was very much anti Beis which is what's connected to the first Rashi in the Gemara. By Yehibi, who and the Gemara says, "Who Berishoi he was wicked from the beginning to the end. And one of the reasons is he was anti Hamikdash the whole way. So now I will make that Zerubovel, your colleague, your partner will find favor in the eyes of the king. The king will fulfill his request in building the Besamiktosh. Vehoir and the whole city of Yerushalayim. Because they started building and then came Hello. Hello, yes. Are we not able to hear? I'm going to mute everyone, if it's okay. If you have, if you need, unmute yourself. Okay. I hope that it, I. I hope people are able to hear me. Um. He says now that I will bring you greatness at the time that I will bring my servant Semach, and also there, it says. Um, actually, one second, and we're in the middle of this Rashi. Rashi says, I'll bring my servant Semach, That right now Zerubovel is a little fellow, but he'll find favor in the eyes of the king and a king will help him build the base in the city, as it says in Ezra, the words of Nehemiah ben Chachaliah, who's also Zrubavel. There's actually two opinions if Nehemiah and Zerubovel are the same person or not. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that they're the same person and Hashem will eventually bring him ama- amazing greatness. So according to Rashi, Temach refers to Zrubavel that Yeshua is told that his colleagues Zrubavel will reach amazing greatness. The Adak brings Kihinani Mavius This refers to Zrubavel, and he says Zrubavel was already a powerful guy, as we're soon going to see that the uh, Doniel was a big minister. And Daniel had given over his position to Zrubavel, but his his position will be, and Zrubavel was already given all the treasures, the Persian treasures to build the base But he'll be greater and greater. V'titzmach He will. His greatness will grow, and that's why he's called Semach. Why is he called Semach? Kitsemach like a plant of the land. If you plant a tree or a plant, it grows. The tree or the bush gets bigger every day. Zerubbabel's greatness will grow regularly. It will become greater and greater. And this is why Zerubbabel is called Tzemach. And that's why it says, This man who will build the second base of Mikdosh, his name is Tzemach. This is from this week's Haftoida. He will build the Heich Hashem. Matul, is there a problem? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, so you'll do. I'm, I'm going to, I declined your request. Good, good. Okay, so what are we saying now? Um, we're in the middle of saying that um, uh, Israel, he's going to build the base Hamikdash, and then he brings a yesh mefarshim that this semach is Melech Hamashiach. So there's semach, in this week's Haftarah. It says in Mavius Avdit So Sarashi and the first Papshatin Radak bring that Avdi Semach refers to Zrubovil, who's going to build the second base of The Yesh Mefarshim that Semach refers to HaMoshiach. And what is he how we're dealing with the second base of He says, Ah, Falpisha Yeshua I'm bringing this Yeshua. I I'm going to bring you a Yeshua now. Right now we'll build the second base of However, you should know. You're going to have a much greater Yeshua. Yes, you will build the second base. Of you'll have amazing success with building Yerushalayim. But you'll have a much greater Yeshua, a much greater salvation. When I will bring my servant Sema, which it says, says on this idea of Tzema. So So far we were speaking Sema. Sema refers to Mashiach. On Mashiach, there's another pshat that besides that Semach is, that we said so far that because every day he grows and becomes greater. There's another reason why Mashiach is called Semach, because it says that Mashiach Menachem Shmai, the name of Mashiach is Menachem, and Menachem is the same gematri as Semach. Semach is gematri at Tzadik, Mem, Ches. Tzadik is 90, Mem is 40, and Ches is so it's 138, and Menachem is also 138. Like Tirgum Yoinason. Yoinason also says that it refers to Moshiach, whose name is Tzemach, and whose name is Menachem. Okay, so in any case, So Yeshua Kohen is promised that he will build the second base Hamikdash together with Zrugobel, and also he's promised that eventually we'll have a Geula through Moshiach Menachem Tzemach. He goes on in Posektes. This stone that I put before Yeshua, this stone, according to Rashi, is the foundation stone when they started building the Beis Amikdash. And they made a foundation stone. And then the Beis Amikdash building was stopped for 18 years. So, this stone will be multiplied by seven. I'm going to develop it, and I will get rid of all the Avedis in one day. We'll soon see what that's about. Rashi says, the stone, what does the stone refer to? The stone is the Yisoyed Habayas, the foundation of the Beis Hamikdash. For those who came late, this is all from this week's Haftarah. The foundation of the Beis Hamikdash, in the days of King Kodesh, you you lay the foundation of the second base Mikdash. and then bitlu Then they stopped you. Kodesh allowed them to go to and build the base Mikdash, and then he stopped it. and that foundation which you made, and the thickness of the wall, You looked at it as a failure; it was very little, as it's mefudish ba'ezroven avos chagai. In Ezra on the Levu of Chagai, you see that the Jews were very disappointed. They went, they thought they're building a base of so they built them as Bayah, and then the Goyim stopped them. They couldn't make any further progress. There was great disappointment. So he said, he's actually we have over here um Tup Sukim, which you see the extent of the disappointment, which Rashi quotes. From Ezra, Pera, Gimel, Pasuk, Yud and Yud Gimel, over there it says that when they built this Mizmeah and they started making karbonis, so there were some people who were happy, they said, Sheh-hiyonu. look, after 52 years since the korban, we're finally making karbonis, but there were many of the kainim and the leviim, and the roshayavis has a kainim, the elders, those who saw the first base hamikdash, when they saw the foundation of the second base hamikdash, the first base hamikdash was an amazing building. The second base hamikdash, they laid a foundation, they built them as bayah, and it was stopped for eighteen years. at the building of the second base hamikdash, there were and it was crying, terrible crying. There were many who were rejoicing at the building of the second base Amikdash, at the building of this Mizbeah, with Yeshua and Zerubbabel, it was a mixed group. There was one group who were singing and dancing and one group were crying. The Gemara mentions actually who were the ones that were crying and who were the ones that were dancing. The young people who had not seen the first base Amikdash were dancing, the older people and they were already remembered from 52 years earlier what the first base of looked like. They were crying. And who was louder? The older the over 50, the over, I guess not over 52, a lot more than that, because people who remembered the first base of over 60, over 70. So the older people's cries were much louder than the young people's rejoicing. <laughs> You couldn't hear the simcha because the cries were so loud. They did blow it through a good day. You were able to hear it from far, but the crying was worse. So when Zrubabal and Yeshua Kohingadu started building, there was Geshe and people were very depressed over it. This is a of This is what we're waiting for. And especially things were stopped for 18 years. But now Hashem promises that it's all going to go as soon as Yeshua can God's children, as soon as He influences His children to get rid of their shikses By on that day, you'll call each other to under the grapevine and under the fig. Rashi says, This is in one day. It was, what did we just say? We just said a second ago, We just said that I will clean up the sin of the, the Yidden in one day, which is the one day. So first, Rashi says, it's not clear which day is going to be. And then he brings an extra Peshat in Rashi, that the day that they started building, when they started building the Beis Hamikdash, again, there was an 18-year break and finally, the Persian king Daryavash Hashani, the son of Achashvedish and Esther, allowed them to continue building the Beis HaMikdash. On that day, this will be a sign. The allowing the building the Beis Hamikdash, will be a sign. That Yom haaretz, the sin of the land is gone, and then there'll be a broch of the fruit of Eretz Yisrael. When they first came to Eretz Yisrael in the days of Yeshua, Kohen Godel, and through Babel, the fruit were terrible, and the things were not working, it was down. And then when the, you will suddenly start building the Beis Hamikdash again, the fruit will get a blessing. Kiach shav me, maur, now it's all a family, as it says in the voice of Chagat. But at that time, everything is going to develop and the fruit will be good again. Now, all this, meanwhile, is this is all a nevuah. This is all from this week's Haftarah. It's a prophecy of the Novi Zechariah about Yeshua HaKoyen he's having the prophecy in the night and he falls asleep. The Malach comes back to me. He wakes me up. Come on, get up. And the Malach wakes up Zachariah, like a man waking up from a sleep. And he says to me, What do you see? And I said, Zachariah Hanovi says, I see a big menorah with gul areisha, seven candles and seven mutzakas and two olives on the right and on the left. I see a whole menorah system, which is that's why we read it for Bahaloisha when we read about the menorah. And we also read this haftai and Hanukkah. And I said to the Malach, what is all this about? And the Malach says, You know what it is. And I say, I don't know. And from Pasig which we get back to Yeshua Kayengodo, by Yan, by Lamer, the Malach tells me, Zed var Hashem el This is Hashem's message to Zrubabel, who is the partner of Yeshua Kayengodo. Zrubabel is a descendant of the Malachi based David. Leimer, this is the message of Hashem to Zrubabel. The final building of the base of Will not come with strength because you have a war against the anti-Semites, and you will win. It's nothing to do with it. It will be the ruach, the spirit of Hashem. Rashi says that Dvar Hashem El This is Zechariah's message of Hashem to Zrubavil. The simin here is the sign. Lahaftiyach es promise Zrubavil. Just like the olives and the oil, they will the oil, the it will finish on its own fully. You see that the olives are this, um, squeezed and the oil is coming out and no effort. It just you see it in the dream. So and it's going without effort. So the olives, the oil didn't come out of the olive in your dream with effort. They just came out. Similarly, it won't be with or it won't be with great effort that you will build the base. I you'll build the base. when the neighbors wants it, it'll be a spirit. Rashi says, I will give my spirit on who who is a Persian king, the son of Ahasuerus and Esther. And he will allow you to build the base mikdash but not just, he will allow you, but he will command you. He will say, go, I demand you to finish that base mikdash He will command you to build he will not just, he will command, he will say, This Persian king will say, I want to give the full funding of the base Hamikdash, all the funds you get from me. He will help you with chitim and yayin and shemin, with wheat and wine and oil and wood, as it says in Ezra, you won't need any money. He's going to give full finance, which you need for the base Hamikdash. So you were worried about everything. Where are we going to get the money? You're going to get from the Persian king, unlimited funds. Mi Who are you? A big mountain who was trying to oppose ruvavim lemisha. There was a big, massive mountain who was trying to oppose rubbabel. And Ashi's going to tell us this mess. Rashi says me Atahara godol the sore Aver hanor when ruvavim and Yeshua came in Godol. First, went to Eretz Yisrael to build the second base of Mikdash. There were the officers in the Ever in the Eretz Yisrael area. There was Tatnai, who was the Pacha Saivernada, he was the uh, governor of Ever Anor, Sarboiznai, and their bunnies. So these mountains, these powerful governors and political people. These goyim stopped the building of the base Hamikdash, and they were like mountains standing against the base Hamikdash. May Ato from now, these governors, these people in charge of Eretz Yisrael, It'll be totally flat land. It's going to go with no obstacles, because these same governors and these same political top people who were preventing the building of Eretz suddenly they get an instruction from the Persian king that you have to help and you have to send workers and you have to send money and give money and they obey the Persian king and all the obstacles to building the base of the biggest opponents of the base mikdash suddenly became supporters at the instruction of the Persian king. Ain lochem srono gudu You have no more power. You guys will not have any more power to disturb the base mikdash. Okay, so this is the actual, this is the section of the haftauret that speaks about the building of the base of Mikdash. Now I want to take a few Gemaras and Midroshim discussing parts of this Hafteira. First, the Gemara in Sanhedrin about Yeshua Kohen being ud mutzal log saved from the fire. Yeshua Kohen came out of fires alive. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin Gimel says, "So says Hashem." Pasuk to ben ben Kulayon, Sitkiya ben Masaya, Haniboyim lochem b'shemir Hashkara. These two guys. Achav ben Kula and Sitzkiyah ben Masaya were false prophets. So it says, mehem lechol gomus Yehuda You will have a curse for the entire gomus Yehuda in Babel. These people will be these two guys, Achav and Sitzkiyah, will become a curse. When somebody will want to curse someone, he will say, Yesimcha Hashem ke Sitzkiyahu k'Achav." Hashem should give you an end, a bitter end like Tzitkiyah and Achav. The Babylonian king, he roasted them. Now it doesn't say Asher Sarefam. He threw them into a fire and roasted them. It doesn't say he roasted them. It says Asher Kolom. It doesn't say he burned them. It says he roasted them. He made them like roasted wheat, totally burned through. Why were these two guys, Achav and Tzitkiyah, totally burned through? Yana They did a disgusting things amongst Yiddin. And they did adultery with the wives of their friends. But it's not just over adultery, but the way they did adultery, it's why uh, Hashem was so strict on them. My Ovid, what did these guys actually do? Ozil they went to Nebuchadnezzar's daughter. These guys had claimed to be neviim, and they used to come in the name of Hashem and tell women to commit adultery with them until they got ambitious enough to go to the king's daughter. And Ahav, Omar, Ahav says to her, I'm a Novi, I'm a prophet of Hashem and I have an instruction that you should have marital relations with my friend Sitkiya. And Sitkiya says, Hashem said, Hashem said, have a marital relation with my friend Ahav." So this is the princess, the Babylonian princess, the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar. She came and tells her father, we got these two Jews, they look very rabbinic, and they claim that Hashem wants me to commit this uh, marital act with 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 another with another with their friend, with their other Jewish friend. Um, Omar Loss, the King Nebuchadnezzar says, I don't believe that God wants them. Soinezima, who, as a general rule, the God of the Jews hates adultery. Kiosun when they come to you next, shadrinu legaboi, send them to me. I'll deal with them. Now, these guys, they have to go to the king. Are they going to give up? No, they're quite ambitious, and they're quite ambitious. they came to her again. Shadrinu legabu, she sent them to her father. Omer Lohus, so King Nebuchadnezzar asked these two guys, Ahav ben Kulayah and Tzitkiah ben Masayah, he asked them, Man Omer Lohain, who told you this? Omer Lohus, so they said HaKadish Baruch Hu, this is an instruction, a God's instruction. Hashem said, so he says, Bochananyu Misho Vazariah Shaltinu, I asked these three guys, Hananyu Misho Azariah, who I put into the furnace, and they had Messidas Nefesh for Yidhishkai three tzadikim the and they told me, also oh, it's absolutely prohibited. There's no way the Jewish god Hashem would ever say to commit adultery. so these two guys, Ahab and Sidki, say to King Nebuchadnezzar, Annan we are also prophets, just like them. he didn't Hashem, God didn't tell it to them. us he told. He tells them, So King Nebuchadnezzar says to these two fellows, I want to test you. I trust that they are prophets. I gave them a test. And if you pass the same test as them, I believe everything you say. Hanani, Michelle and Azaria were thrown into a furnace for refusing to bow to idols and they came out alive. I'll put you in a furnace. If you come out alive, I believe you're a prophet. So these two guys are bright guys. Omru lay they said, it's not fair. Inu, Tlossahava, they were three tzaddikim. Vanan trein. we're only two tzaddikim, these two guys. Hashem only makes a miracle for three tzaddikim. Omar Lahusi tells them, Choose anybody you want for the third tzaddik. Omru, so they said, Yeshua he's the third tzaddik, why? Yeshua Koyingodon already had a good track record. He had been previously in the fire of the burning base. Hamikdush, and came out of line. Savri, they thought Yeshua Koyingodon, the nefesh chusei, he has great merit, so Magna Alon, his merit will protect us. Achsinu, he took them, Shadinu, and he threw them in the fire. This is not mentioned in the Gemara, but the way I assume the story, one day Yeshua Koyingodon gets a knock on the door, knock, knock. Yes, what is it? Yes, we came to put you in the fire. What did I do? Oh, we just need a third tzaddik for the fire. And they came and grabbed Yeshua Ko'ingadol and put him in the fire with these two wicked guys. Inu iklu, they were totally burned. Yeshua Ko'ingadol ikhruhu money, His clothing got burned. As it says by Yareini, Yeshua Ko'ingadol, O'yimin lefmei ma'alach Hashem. And it says, Ba'yoyimin Hashem al-asatan yigar Hashem b'chop. So that's, the, that, that's why Yeshua Udmu is is, has dirty clothing because his clothing got burned in the fire. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, he only knows, the only way he knows to measure if you're a tzaddik is by how you do in a fire. Omer Nebuchadnezzar says to Yeshua the I know you're a tzaddik, I'm sure you're a tzaddik. How come the fire had a bit of an effect on you? For Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, the fire had no effect at all. So Yeshua King Godel says to King Nebuchadnezzar, "They were three tzaddikim, and I was only one tzaddik, so that's why my clothing got burned." So King Nebuchadnezzar says to Yeshua Kohen Gadol, "Avraham was also one." So he answers, "Ha'asam le'haburush shayim ba'ade. Avram Avinah was one, but there were no wicked people with him. V'le'is yahavurushusla inu'ra. The fire had no permission. Ha'chahavurush shayim ba'ade. I had wicked people with me. V'is yahavurushusla And the fire had permission. Haynu d'omri yintchi. That's what people say. Tre u'di yevish. You got two dry logs and chadretiiva. One wet log uktan yevish in l'ritivi." the dry logs will light up the wet log. If you have wet wood and dry wood, the wet wood will burn, even the wet wood in itself won't burn. So you're sure King Goddard himself, he wouldn't burn. But because he's with wicked people, he burns a little bit, his clothing got burned. Okay. However, the Gemara says it wasn't the reason. I think I'm missing a piece in the copying. But the Gemara says, if I could just find it. My time Yanish, what was really the reason he was punished? So Amar um, of Papa Papa says the real reason, this is what he told King Nebuchadnezzar, a nice story. And King Nebuchadnezzar believed it. But the real reason that Raf Papa says is of his four sons married women that a Kayin shouldn't marry Veli and he didn't stop them. As it says, the how your love it says in this week's haftorah, Yeshua was wearing dirty garments. Would Yeshua be wearing dirty garments? His sons were marrying women that were not suitable for a Kayin, Because even if they convert, they won't they can't marry a kain. And he didn't stop them. Now. We have now, uh, this is the Gemara's version. So, so far we have, Yeshua Koyengodon was an Ud Udmut Mayesh. He was in the fire by the burning of the Beis And he was in the fire by the, with these two guys, Achav ben Kulayah and Sitkiya ben Masayah. And that second story was from the, our Gemara on Hedren Talmud Bavli. However, Pirkel Rabelezer, written by Rabelezer ben Hurkinus, has another version of the story with these two wicked people. Jews were exiled to Babel, and they kept doing wicked things. They became doctors, but their whole medical degree was based on full costume, They would do medical. They would be the gynecologists. They would be women's doctors. And the way they would do doctors, boyin amita. Their medical treatment included having relations. Shama Hamelech King Nebuchadnezzar, heard what these two guys were doing. V'tziva l'sarf, and he said to kill them, to burn them. Amru shneim, so they said, Yeshua k'yengadu, neymar shayu imanu. Yeshua k'yengadu was with us. Let's say that he was with us. He'll save us. This man was with us the whole way with this plan. V'tziva ha Misrif l'sarf is shloshdom. So the king commanded to burn all three of them. So the Yaral Michoel, the Malach Michal, came down and saved Yeshua ben Yayzadik from the fire and brought him up to the Kisayakovit. And that's why it says in this week's haftarah yes Yeshua ben who Shneim and both of these guys, Achav and Sitkiya, were burned by fire, and they were used as a curse. That they, it says it doesn't say a shakolam melech but it says a which means he roasted them that his hair got burned with their sins. As it says, because of the haughtiness of the wicked guy, the poor guy got lit up as well. Yeshua got his clothing, got his hair burned because of their wickedness. And that's the meaning of Haftarah. So just to go back, we still have a few minutes left. Who were the builders of the second base? Yeshua Godel, and and zrubado. Now, many people think Ezra built the second Beis Hamikush. So the Medrash Shira says Ezra in Ezra did not come up at that time. why didn't he come up He needed to ask questions and learning by his rebbe, by his teacher Baruch So why didn't Baruch Ben go up? He was a very old man, which is a, a chair, which is used to a throne where you carry old, respected people. He couldn't even go in a wheel in a, in a fancy wheelchair. He couldn't even be carried. He couldn't travel at all. And that's why Ezra didn't want to leave his teacher. Reh Shlokish says, yes, it's true, that, Yeshua, that Yeshua, Ezra stayed to look after his teacher. But there was the reason for the that Ezra didn't go at that time because if Ezra would have gone up, the Sultan could have been mekhatran and said Ezra should be the kaingal, more than Yeshua ben Yitzadik kaingal. And the question is, Ezra is a greater tzaddik, a greater Talmud Chacham. It says if the Torah wouldn't be given through Moshe Rabbeinu, it would be given through Ezra. But Yeshua ben Yitzadik is a kaingal, ben kaingal. His father was a kaingal. Ezra's father is not a kaingal. So who deserves to be the kaingal, the greater tzaddik? or the one whose father was Kayin Gadol. So <speaking in Hebrew> There is no one as worthy as Ezra to be the Kayin Gadol. Therefore, the best setup will be, therefore, the best setup should be that Ezra should have to stay in Bavel. And therefore, um, we made Yeshua Kayin Gadol. Okay, we're just going to do a feel a little bit more. Here's Sukkim in Ezra about the story that the first year of King Kadesh, it was a prophecy of Hashem through your and uh, that Hashem, that he made a, and um, the King Kadesh made an announcement to all of his kingdom and also by letters. So says Kadesh, the king of Poras, Hashem gave me all the countries of the world, and Hashem commanded me to build a base of Mikdash in Yerushalayim. And Ashley says, What do you mean Hashem commanded me? Hashem commanded me through Yishayo Novi to build a base of Mikdash. There's a possibility in Yeshayo that Hashem says, Hashem tells Kodesh, my shepherd, He will fulfill my request to tell Yerushalayim it should be built and the Hecho should be founded. So there was an instruction from, from Hashem through Yeshayo Anovi navi that King Kodesh should build the Beis Ha-Miktar. Now this instruction was some 170 years before, before way before the days of Kodesh, but still Kaidish was shown a prophecy of and, Navi, and He took it seriously. It says, So Hashem says to an anointed to Kodesh, and this was already said through you and Kodesh goes on to say, any Jew who wishes can go to Yerushalayim and build the base of Mikdash. And he says that anybody left over from all other places should give him money and gold and silver and animals within the dove, everybody should give donations to help the people go to Yerushalayim. And should also give donations for the actual base hamikdash, and I'm commanding that everybody should give funds towards the base hamikdash. Besides, Kaidish himself gave money, and he springs here that all the rasha went, and the king Kaidish took all the money and gave it to uh, She Mitidras Hagizbor, who gave it to Batsar. Anosi. Batsar is either it's Zurbavil or it's Donia who gave it to Zrubavil. Okay, we're going to. It's already um, late, so we'll leave it at this. Anybody has any questions, comments? And I wish everybody had sluch. and We're learning about the Beis Amikdush. We're learning about Tzemach, so the Hashem should bring, that Mashiach should come Tzemach, will get greater and greater and come And again, this year is based on the Aftoida we read this week.